Welcome to Monday. It is uh, a special week in the Noodleberg household. Uh, Mark is still in Carolina. Jake will be leaving for Seoul tomorrow. And this is my birthday. And you're an empty nester for your birthday. It's really cool. It's great. We are, uh, uh, this is a, a testament to where I am in my life. I don't want parties. I don't want people. Helen and I are going to Monterano's by ourselves. You know, okay. so it's uh it's going to be great. Um, lots to talk about. Um, it looked like you had a great weekend deep into uh, strategy and development. For those who don't know, and shame on me, uh, for those who don't know this, Lori does coach individuals outside of what she does for JA. I may have mentioned that in the past, but if you are interested in a conversation about how she coaches, what her fees are and all that stuff, please reach out to her because oh, thank you know, you. Yeah, I don't, I don't put it out there that much, you know, but you're great. Uh, you're, you're great. Is my, my primary focus. So if somebody comes to me and it works out great, if you know, but I don't go looking for it. So. And, and you know, the, the interesting part of my coaching practice, and obviously I get to coach people like you is I learn a lot from the people that I am get to work with. That would be sort of similar to you. I would think. Yeah, so I love, that's the part I love about coaching. So uh, throwing that out there just so that it's there, number one. Number two, a somber note, but I felt compelled to bring this to the huddle because you think we have all the time in the world. And, you know, we spoke about time management when we did our, uh, you know, in-person <laughs> events. I was fortunate to meet a guy named Michael Goldberg. Michael Goldberg uh, was um, an industry icon in the um, um, advertising space. We sort of knew of each other throughout our careers, did not get the chance to meet him for whatever reason, but he heard about me, I heard about him. I reached out one day, said, hey, we know each other, but we don't really know each other, we should. Boom, we went for an in-person coffee. It turned out he lived right across the bridge from me. And uh, a sad note, he passed away last Tuesday at 57 years old. The reason why I bring it here is number one, I wanna tribute to him uh, condolences to his family, the girls that he leaves behind. But you think you have all the time in the world. Um, you don't. And I feel blessed that I met him, know him. He touched me. You know, it was like one of those unique things. Like I met him and I felt like I met a new best friend. That doesn't happen enough. And that's really what the gold is in life. And so I don't get preachy. Um, he was a really special human being. The outpouring of stuff on LinkedIn was amazing. So I just wish my uh, my friend, Michael Goldberg, a safe journey to his new home. And if we can just take uh, 30 seconds of silence, that'd be awesome. Okay, um, on to brighter. Can I, can I just add a note to that? I know we're, we don't want to be somber, but I do I do want to make sure the message in that, I lost my dad at 55 and I wrote a letter to him on Father's Day on LinkedIn or Facebook. And the point is, don't 
Don't not say what you need to say or want to say. Don't not spend the time, right? And make the time for the people who are important. Because as Steve said, we don't know if we have tomorrow. And I wrote in my letter to my dad, you knew how I, lo how I loved you and I knew how you loved me. Um, because we always told each other and we showed each other. So you won't have any guilt. You won't have any despair. You won't have, you, you'll be sad, but. Yeah, I, I think that bodes well. So uh, thank you for sharing that thought. Um, we got a packed show. We got lots of fun content. When Lori's here, you know that they'll be talking about some leadership. So uh, Shay, let's wake this thing up and get it going. So um, lots of stuff to talk about, but I had a conversation with a new client on Friday and the conversation was, hey, just for shits and giggles, uh, this upcoming week is my birthday. And for years, I always took my birthday off. I don't know. Is that entitled or not? I don't know. But I threw a LinkedIn poll out there and said, do you take off of work on your birthday. 75% of the people said, no, I was floored by that. Man, that's, so, cause I did it for years this year because of how funky July 4th is. I'm not doing it. So any comments there? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I never took my birthday off either. I think until maybe last year or the year before was the first time I ever did it. It's, uh, it's no, so bizarre because like legitimately for me, it was just, it was no, no brainer. Like Shay asked me last week, sense. we were planning calendar and he goes, are you working this year or not? You know, and this year, my birthday is on Wednesday. Um, we are not working Friday because it's the start of the holiday weekend. Right. So we're going Friday through, um, you know, July 4th off. We won't be back to the daily huddle until that following Wednesday. So it's a lot of time off. I can't take Wednesday off with it. So I've got a full day of coaching, a full day. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so Monica, you're right. right. It's your own personal holiday. It's like, like I'm going to feel weird taking calls going, yeah, it's my birthday. It's like, <laughs> no, I should be out doing something, you know, for me. But anyway. Um, it does make sense. I'm going to do it from now on, now that you said it. Okay, cool. So I always like to talk about inspiring people when we, you know, do the huddle, inspiring leaders, people who don't take the status quo, and we'll get to some of that later. And I was doing some reading this weekend, and I came across a guy named Sean Seipler. I hope I pronounced his name right. So Sean Seipler is in Orlando. I read about him through some other article. Shay, show me the New York Times article. Getting the world clean, one recycled bar of soap at a time. So I was totally intrigued. They're going down the rabbit hole. Now listen to what this guy does. This guy goes out. Um, he was a travel executive who wrestled with this question. 
what happens to leftover soap in the showers of hotels? You go to a hotel, you're there for two days. There's a bar of soap on the street. It's just, now think about the millions of bars every single day. So, you know, this is what entrepreneurship is. You know, when we talk about innovation, you have brought that innovation to JA, not only internally, but externally in the way that you speak to people and stuff. So I wanted your comment on it. Yeah, well, first of all, I thought it was brilliant um, that they they collect all, I mean, first of all, the hotels, everybody gets to do a good thing, right? Because it goes to the landfills otherwise. Um, and so it solved a problem. What I loved was it really started with curiosity. Right. What happens to the soap that we leave here, right? Which you never gave a second thought to. Right? It was just a question of like, what happened? like it's like a kid. What? Why? What? You know? And then from there, it became this amazing initiative and nonprofit that is, you know, affecting and impacting the world. So I, I think it's. I thought it was brilliant. I love it. I mean, it's fascinating. The company, which has cleaned the world, um, has helped more than 8,000 hotels, cruise lines, and resorts turn millions of pounds of discarded soap into sterilized, newly molded soap bars that they send to countries that that are experiencing a hygiene problem. Fascinating. I I love it. You want to know what entrepreneurship is that is clearly an example of, to your point, curiosity, right. curiosity solved the problem, you know, ha- saw a problem, saw it. I think half the battle is seeing it and then boom, you know, jumping right into it. So I thought that spurred a, a really right. cool motivational um, music for this morning. KT Tunstall, take it away. you've ever heard of KT, yeah. but she, she is amazing. I love her music. It's very real, very genuine. And this, the, the words to me meant suddenly I see, I think the number one quality of entrepreneurship, of leadership, of all of these ships is you got to be aware. You got to, you got to see things that others don't see. Yeah. Um, and one of the facts about leadership is you got to know that it's okay to make a mistake. Like, the, you know, when you sign up to be a leader or an entrepreneur, it's not like you need to have a perfect scorecard. And the perfect example, and I get to share my excitement, that the Florida Gators, uh, their coach, O'Sullivan, uh, the other night went and made a visit to the mound. And you only get six visits to the mound. And somehow he miscalculated, went there, and it 
it cost them. They wound up winning the game. And then obviously yesterday they blew LSU off the field tonight will be the final game of the world series. But Shay, show me coach O'Sullivan. Job done in the eighth. And so Kevin O'Sullivan went to the mall here yesterday <laughs> and got these shirts. <laughs> That's what you love about Sully, right? So uh, you my life in the baseball family. I never knew that. <laughs> what? I never knew there was only six times you could go to the mouth. Well, you know what? There's so many rules. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. It's a pace of play. They're trying to speed up the game. So yada, yada, yada. Okay. Well, so this is something new? Shay, there, there are so many rules. I texted Jake yesterday and I go, is it seven innings or nine innings in the World Series? Man, I don't know. And even Googling, it said it could be seven or it could be nine. Anyway, lots of fun, lots of excitement. There are major takeaways from what his activity was. And John Riccini, who is a um, an ex healthcare executive up in Jacksonville, who I follow and he follows me, um, love the stuff he puts out there. What do leaders do by admit admitting their mistakes? And he listed a couple of them. You won't lose respect, you'll gain it. Wow, what a doozy. The vulnerability you demonstrate will strengthen the team. People do not expect leaders to be invincible. That is crap. Um, well, they may, but it, I think it still does endear them, you to them when you aren't, right? But sometimes uh, they do think you're perfect and you're you're supposed to be, right? This perfect thing because you have the title. So unpack that for a second, Lori. That, that to me, like wh whose responsibility is for you to communicate that like how does that get communicated to the group i used to tell people listen i don't have the answer to this <laughs> you know like right up front and say we got to collectively do it i'm the one who's going to make the final decision but that doesn't mean i know what that decision is so no, I, I agree with you i mean i'm i didn't say that's the way it should be but i do i have seen in my career people who thought that because you were c-suite you had all the answers right you knew everything that's why you were in that title I think that's changed and shifted over the years to now where people prefer to see a leader who is more vulnerable, who will admit when they make a mistake. Very, very true. Um, you build a culture of trust. Uh, learning from mistakes is how you grow. Now, he said, as you grow as a leader, I think we talk about this all the time. That's how you grow as a human being. You know, just you want to grow in life. You know, I, I'm speaking at an event, which I'm really thrilled in July up in Palm Beach with Mark and with Jake. And it's a fatherhood event that somebody's putting on. And like in the interview, I said, listen, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I went with my gut. I did everything with love, but I wasn't right all the time. I was wrong a lot, you know, but they knew where it came from. So um, anyway, I thought it was a really cool order article. Shout out to John Riccini. Um, John, thank you for your support. Always. John's a baseball guy. John's a family guy. So really cool stuff. Um, for those baseball fans, Shay, did you know whose birthday it is today? There's so many baseball people, so I don't know. There is a major baseball player, one of the best, and one that we stay on the screen, Shay, you know, one that we speak about all the time that has major ties to the New York Yankees, major ties to the Marlins, or, or he did. Mr. DJ? And comes, it comes from our man, Chris Pollock. Mr. DJ. Mr. DJ, Mr. DJ turns 49 uh, oh. so, well, uh, sidebar note: If you want to go to continue the baseball 
Derek Jeter made his uh, Fox Sports Florida uh, debut next to Big Poppy and A Rod when they played in the London series. The Cubs and the and the uh, Cardinals played in London. So I saw pictures on um, on social media with that, and I wasn't sure really if that was current or so. That weekend series yep. was in London. Yep. Wow. So does baseball actually want to go to London? No, just same thing. NFL just expanding across yeah. the pond, so to speak. All right, cool. Thank you for that update. Again, for you Gator fans, tonight, 7 o'clock, be tuned in because you can send good vibes to see if the Gators can bring home a championship. Now back to a regularly scheduled programming with, with Lori. And I love this. Lori is now in the habit. This is a habit. She spends the weekend cruising through a podcast, presentations, all kinds of content. And boom, I can expect saturday or sunday to get a text from lori boom no comment no nothing just the link and the link she sent me was the seven biggest mistakes that ceos can make and lori i want you to take the driver's seat on this one and sort of uh, unpack it how you found it and let's talk about all of them so i um i just happened to be perusing i was i, I think you know i was working this weekend on developing a middle management leadership uh, program. And so one of the things I came across was this article where it talked about these mistakes. And I just thought, wow, this is, this just like really summarizes it. And so we could go through them if you want, but I um, do, I, I want you to sort of unpack each of them. Shay, you can come out of it. Laura, you have the list in front of you. I do. So uh, yeah. unpack the list for everybody, because I want to hear like, this is raw development that not enough people do forget about leaders. You took the time to look at this presentation. You unpacked it. You shared it with me, which instantly, you know, that to me is a sign of, okay, I'm sure I digested it and I'm sharing it with the world, but I want to know what, how it made you feel, what resonated and what didn't. Uh, it all resonated with me and, and I'll share, you know, as we go through it, I'll, I'll share a little bit um, about, about that. But I think so the first one is accepting the status quo, right? Uh, I, in this article, they refer to accepting the status quo about your own leadership development. I say don't accept the status quo in anything. Okay, that's I just do. who I am. Okay. I'm not going to accept the status quo in me. I'm not going to expect the status quo in you. And I'm certainly not going to expect the status quo in what our organization can do and who we can be. So for me, that is always, I tell my people hear me say that, our team, that, you know, we're not status quo. And so we, we need to constantly be growing, learning, evolving. This in particular is about your own leadership. They talk about actually doing a, kind of a 360. And I think I shared with you, I've been doing one-on-ones with all of our team. And it's really been about the one-on-one, -on -one, uh, the um, employee survey we did, so I could dig deeper on how we could be a better organization. But at the end, I asked them, what can I do better as a CEO? Now, you know, I hope that they will be open and honest because I wouldn't be asking if I didn't want them to be. But sometimes people are afraid to. But there were a few people who shared some things, and, and I was so grateful for that. So I love this because status quo is actually an illusion. There is no status quo. You're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. You cannot stay still. The world is not programmed that way. The rate of change, the rate of development, the rate of what's happening around you 
proves out that you cannot be status quo. So if in your mind you accept it, you're fooling yourself. There's no such thing. So you have to be moving up the mountain or you're going to, someone's going to take your place. So fantastic. Number two. I love that one. Never stepping away from the business. Oh, this is one I'm not very good at. Um, well, I say that because I'm not good at turning off the business, right? But it does talk about that sometimes it doesn't mean that you're not thinking about it. You're just away from the day-to-day -day tasks, right? And you're away from the day-to-day -day operation. Like, for, for instance, I mean, I sent you a picture of my feet and said, I'm reflecting. Right. I was listening to podcasts. I was, I, thinking, I was working on the business. I was thinking about where's our organization going? How can I help my people grow? Right. I was thinking about that away from the business. So it, so it can mean that you're either not thinking at all about the business, which is good too, or you're just right. You're at a different level and you're just not in the minutia of it, but you're thinking about it from a bigger lens. So I love this one because you got me thinking about it. And I think we live in a world where everybody is quick to do and do is the, oh, I'm doing this. Well, sometimes you shouldn't do it. You should just think about it. And thinking about it takes time, takes separation, takes being on a lounge chair with your, you know, your head back, your feet up, the sun beating on you. And that's where the aha moments are. And I wrote about it, that in my book is that if you don't look for those aha moments, they're around you all the time. But if you don't get off the train and do it. So, you know, being focused on the business is not a bad thing. Doing the business all the time is a bad thing. That's right. what, you yeah. know, what I took away. And you by the way, my our team knows when I've been sitting by the pool because I am just shooting after it's all over. I'm shooting out ideas. Right. And they're like, oh, boy, there she is. She was had a lot of time to think. You know, so. you know what? I mean, think this through for me or reflect, if you will. All of your good ideas came from a time when you got off the merry-go-round and allowed yourself to explore and say to yourself, what's possible and what could we be doing better? And you can't do that while you're at the batters in the batter's box. Or sometimes it's by reading about what's going on around the world in the in the area that we're in. Right. So because what's happening in other places. Right. So looking at best practices, looking at models, you don't have time to do that when you're in the day to day. And so I think the quality of great CEOs is not necessarily the actions. It's the time they spend thinking because that's why you're the CEO. Man. Well, but, you know, and I, would, I would actually say to you, I think that these are the things of good leaders. Yeah. My title may be CEO. But I tell, I tell our team all the time, you're the CEO of your project, program, initiative, whatever it is they're working on. They need to be doing these same things that we're talking about. I don't think this is just for CEOs. I think this is for leaders, leaders who want to keep growing, right? If I'm running a program, I need to step away sometimes and look at what's happening. What are the trends in the area of my program? What's happening in other places? How can I make my program better? They need to be doing the same thing. So, so this is a fantastic list. Great work. We got through two today. Um, we are fortunate to have Lori Mondays and Tuesdays, which you get in a leadership shot to start the week. And this is for everybody to listen to. So my suggestion is we go three through seven tomorrow. Does that work for you? 
works for me. Awesome. I'll be in, I'll be coming to you from Tampa tomorrow. Very know what's in Tampa. Uh, it's the Florida Chamber Learners to Earners, so it's all about workforce. Uh, and I'm and I'm checking out the Florida Chamber to see if I want to join. So very nice. Well, bring us your your findings. We'll look forward to uh, seeing you bright and early tomorrow. Um, for those who are baseball fans or casual fans, tune in tonight because the World Series, the Baseball World Series, should be a blast. Shout out to Nancy. Uh, Stellway, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite Gators out there. So great stuff. What a what a great way to start a Monday. Lori, thank you for sharing your time thank with you. us. For those who want to discuss leadership from Lori's perspective, which, uh, believe it or not, is very, very unique to Lori, have a virtual coffee with her. Have a great day. Let's get down to business, man. We got to close the month. Let's go. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business.